we're ready to go down the half pipe of impossibility. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Well, in that case, let me start off with uh, Rachel. Would you like some sausages? Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not taking your sausages. <laughs> How long have you been planning that? A while. You're listening to Cinepunked. I'm Robert J. Simpson, joined as ever by my Archibald colleague, Dr. Rachel Kelly. Hello. And bringing the team back together again for the first time in a little while, it's Ben Simpson. Hello. You're not just on recording duties today. No, You've actually I'm got not. thoughts. I've actually got thoughts. <laughs> Welcome to Daddy, Would You Like Some Sausages? Dear God. Yes. Yeah, so um, in case you haven't guessed it from the uh, introduction to the show, we are returning to 2001, which is a god-awful time ago, um, and we are celebrating, or commiserating, the arguably genius film that is Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, ar- arguably would be the word. Um, go ahead and argue it. I'm ready to be convinced. So, uh, Ben, I think actually it was you that introduced me to this film many, many years ago. <clears throat> yep, it was indeed. <laughs> How the hell did you come across it? Um, I was sitting in, I think it was this very room that we're in right now. Ooh, how weird. So we were recording at uh, our old home uh, in, uh, you know, very strange. Very strange. <laughs> yep. We're going very meta all of a sudden. Sitting on a sofa, uh, quite similar to that one there. As I am doing. Mm. Yeah. You've got a nice leather stuff to sit on today. Back then, it was fabric. Uh, I think my dad was beside me, and my sister was on the other so- sofa. Watched it with your dad? And my sister, yeah. Well, I've watched some weird shit with my sister, but I think I'd be more comfortable with that than with my dad. I, f- I feel at this point, it's probably worth saying that dad is occasionally a little bit like Rip Torn in this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we sat down, and I laughed the whole way through <laughs> <laughs> my dad laughed the whole way through and rebecca laughed the whole way through we all have a very um i don't know twisted sense of humor i suppose i, th- I think say. that's the simpson way really yeah. isn't it? let's be honest any one of the family i have met over the years uh, it, it comes through sooner or later so i i actually didn't see this film on that <laughs> momentous occasion but what i do recall is that Ben and I think Rebecca wandering around quoting bits of it <laughs> and being slightly baffled by it all and eventually come I must have sat in watching it on video or something and I've seen a chunk of it yeah. and it kind of was so bizarre I had to watch yep but I don't think I watched it properly until a couple of years ago I don't know how many years ago now it was but I watched it probably for the first time and um introduced a girlfriend to it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't remember how exactly that went, but I did uh, at Tom Green on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very responsive. <laughs> so I, I felt I'd done done some service to the world. And um, I, yeah, I have to be honest, I am a fan of this film. So yeah, I watched it under protest from my own sofa, live hate t- uh, texting the Simpson boys about what a terrible film they'd made me watch and how they'd absolutely got me back for making them watch The Room. Although 
I'm I'm given to understand just from the so the looks of love on your face that you know you do both genuinely like this film and you're both gentlemen whose opinions I respect. So I'm I'm like, have I missed something here? What am I not seeing? Why do I hate this film so much when you both love it? I, th- I think the question is why do we love it? Um, that is a really good question. Please answer that. Maybe maybe there's something sort of transcendent in it that I just flew over my head. I just like l- the baby being twirled by its umbilical cord. The whole reason I love this film is just so because of how bizarre and completely out there it is. Like it just it, it's it's a not a serious film, which. I think there's far too many serious films about. If if you've never seen the film, I think it's probably just as well to try and give you some kind of summary of oh, it. Oh yes, please do. <laughs> I'm I'm listening with raptured attention here. So so basically, Tom Green plays this 28 year old man who's living at home who finally gets a job at age 28. Goes off to Hollywood, um, in order to work in a cheese sandwich factory, um, whilst at the same time pursuing his dreams of being an animator. And working and uh, producing comics and, and animated films. Um, whilst on roots, he has to deal with his, uh, let's say, slightly aggressive father, <laughs> who doesn't really prove what he does. He um, befriends a, uh, a a girl who is uh, wheelchair bound. Uh, what's the expression we use? Uh, a wheelchair user, and um, it, she becomes his girlfriend. And uh, yeah, it's. Almost like a coming of age um, road trip movie with a difference. Um, it was regarded by some as one of the worst films ever, never mind of 2001. And it is also famously, apparently, the film that ruined Tom Green's career. It, it got minus one stars out of five in one of its reviews. I've never heard of a film doing that before. It cleaned up at the Razzies that year as well. Yeah, and he turned up and received all his awards very happily. Yeah. Well, at, the, at that stage, you just got to own it, haven't you? And I think, I mean, I, I get that's part of his... Are you telling me you don't feel that Tom Green owned this film from the start? Um, I think that's probably the most favourable thing I could say about the film. He, he got paid a pretty penny to make that film. He did, yeah. That's and baffling to me. It's like he's laughing all the way to the bank, like you know. It's pretty much like like guy goes um, Tom Green in the movie. Um, he he ends up becoming successful and uh, getting paid to to draw cartoons, and ends up blowing all his money. Mm. It's kind of. It's kind of like what happened in real life, anyway. I mean, he does say, so one of the things that is said about this film often is that it, it was a box office disaster, which, as he points out, it wasn't. Its budget was $14 million. It made its budget back. It made its $14 million. So Plus something even. like nine grand or something. $30 million on DVD rentals. Yeah. He is more than happy with what it did. Oh, it's yeah. basically it's Blade Runner, time. isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, what a comparison. Um, I think it's a piece of surrealist genius. Uh, it is deeply offensive, and I find some of it deeply problematic. But there is something about it that I stop myself and I go, oh my gosh, you're not going to do that. Oh, please, no, no, no. In <laughs> <laughs> fits of hysterics about it. And all the stuff that would offend me were it done by somebody else. I'm sitting there laughing away. I'm appalled at myself. I mean, I feel like I should do a full Da Vinci Code and scourge myself as a result afterwards. Um, but at the same time, 
it is ridiculously entertaining in a bizarre, offensive, um, slapsticky kind of way. See, I quite like offensive comedy. Sometimes that's 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 not one to sound bite at all. But I, I mean, I'm not opposed to comedy that pushes the boundaries of what's acceptable. Um, and I wonder, I'm thinking, I mean, usually when I'm enjoying comedy like that, it's because it's pointing to the absurdity of something that it's it's generally sort of gently, not even gently, but kind of brutally trying to pick apart. And I just don't feel like any of the comedy in this film. Um means anything it's not it's just it's just happening really loudly in front of my eyes um and assaulting me and it's not actually for any purpose which yeah i guess is surrealism but i'm not mad keen on surrealism either Mm. um assault is a good word there is an awful lot of assault within this film itself yeah my eyes felt bruised afterwards it is a very uh violent film it's about a lot of very aggressive people um, which I know sits a bit strangely with me. There is something I love about his literalness. Um, you were saying to me just before we recorded this that you felt he's like a child. Yeah. Um, well, you, you, two, you two both have young children, so how much of the child do you recognise in Tom Green's character in this film? Well, I was sort of likening it to, you know, your, sort of your three or four-year-old um, makes up a joke and tells you it, and the punchline has absolutely no connection whatsoever to what went on before and then they just crack up laughing at themselves and you're laughing politely along because you don't want to sort of tell a child that their joke sucks mm-hmm. um, except that this is a grown man yelling this nonsense at me and I can't work out why it's supposed to be funny You can't work out why it's supposed to be funny? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just because it's so out there. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's so stupid. So, do you recognize any of uh, your kids in that Tom Green character, Ben? Yes. Um. So my son, he uh, likes to make poo and pee and fart sort of jokes now. So I can kind of see that sort of you know, childlike mentality, like, you know, you take one of Tom Green's songs, like, my bum is on the cheese, you know, <laughs> if I get lucky, I'll get a disease, and then straight after he did that song, he gets cancer, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm really losing control of any, any kind of control I had in this conversation. <laughs> you know, so, well, poor Tom Green, like, but he's come through the other side. Um, did you know that? I didn't know that. No, yeah, all. yeah. No. He got uh, he got testicular cancer and had Eesh. to get one of his balls removed. Um, I only knew this because I, um, after I watched uh, Freddie Got Fingered again, I listened to um, a stand up he did a couple a uh, couple of years ago. Yeah, um, might have been. I don't know. It's on, it's on Amazon anyway. Um, I was listening to that and found out that he got cancer. I never knew that. So. Mm. Um, See, I'd be interested to hear his stand-up. I mean, is his stand-up the same kind of humour as the, mm. the film? He's very, like, sort of in-your-face. Mm. Like, I, I think that's his style, but he's very sort of anti-technology like and, like, he's, like, talking about Facebook and everything. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, just, I just think it's great. Uh, 
I mean, he is, he is still active. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's kind of come back to a bit of a renaissance and he's touring the States at the moment. So if anyone is interested, it's www.tomgreen.com. Um, and, you know, he seems fairly active. He's got a fairly decent sort of uh, Twitter interaction and everything else as well. Um, but I think this is sort of hung over his head like the sort of Damocles, you know, and I think people have judged him uh, one way or another because of it. And it's, 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 it's like Marmite. You love it or you hate it. Yeah. And I, I think I love it. No, so one of the things that I'd um, come across was somebody actually likened it to Goddard, which, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of Goddard, but I can kind of see what they're getting at. And I've seen it likened to Bunuel. And you, again, I can see what they're getting at, but... So there is, um, uh, someone else said it's like a, almost like a, a, a dadaist kind of attack on things. You know, it, there is something... It goes beyond surreal. It's almost like it's making a statement, and it's it's going beyond that. What I think it the, 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 as a film where it falls is that it feels like a series of gags, and the plot that is holding it together is somewhere a little bit disconnected. Now, Tom self Tom has said that there's about half an hour of the film that was cut. Um, he would love to go back and produce the director's cut that, yeah. that he wants to do, but yeah. Fox won't give him the material. In fact, this is Fox, so it's now owned by Disney. <laughs> the fact uh, that that's that never mean Tom Green is a Disney princess. I, ooh, let's argue that case. <laughs> I think Freddie is the Disney princess in this one. Okay, so I'm not even taking that to its logical conclusion. <laughs> not touching it. Uh, fuck his... me, Freddie. Fuck me. <laughs> I think that's the point where in the film I I mean I'm already tested whenever he gets into the deer skin and I love the literalness about, about it the, as well you know it's, it's this whole thing it's be, like be the animal, be the animal. <laughs> well she says to him you know you know you, you know you want to go back and you want to kind of you you, you want to uh, yeah that's it you want you want to kind of like get inside get, get inside, inside animals, and he yeah. takes it and you see him thinking about it and it is like that infant thought process where they're yeah. kind of going I have to get inside it. Yeah, like, and he sees it. I have to like, literally get inside, inside this animal. It's like when when his girl when when Betty says to him, um, you know, you want to kind of go back, you want to play some music, write some tunes, need yeah. some food, and he's like, I've only got two hands, <laughs> Betty. I can I do all these things? And he does it. Yeah. And this is what I love about it. There is there is something about that that is so inherently brilliant that you take this thing. And you know it's just an expression, but he's taking it very literally. And even then, you're kind of going, okay, so if I take this literally, this doesn't make any sense. But he actually makes literal sense of the nonsense that's in his head. And there is no way you do not sit in there whenever he comes into that room and he is sitting there behind that organ. You hear the music, you hear him singing, and suddenly you see it, and he's there with his fingers playing on the organ. And there's all these sausages, and he's eating away. You cannot go, that is not genius. Um, that wasn't my reaction, no. My oh. reaction was, oh, right, okay, yeah, so that's, okay. yeah, no, I see why he would do that, and that would be considered what he would do next. Okay, let's just finish this, please. How far are we into the 87 minutes that I can never get back? I, I think, actually, there's more than that. I think this is something that goes back to an earlier kind of comedy as well. For me, there's a huge amount of goon show in this. Right. Okay. Yeah. There, yeah no, there, I see that, but yeah. there's a it, ha- it lacks the intelligence of the Goon Show for me, and I'm I'm perfectly prepared to believe that I've missed something here. I think it is a little bit crasser than maybe I would like, but I'm you know, <laughs> a I'm, little bit. I'm a huge, but I'm a, ha- a huge fan of gross out comedy. I mean, when it comes to like Bottom, um, which yeah, is, I love Bottom. There is not that huge gulf between the like the 
of the TV show Bottom in the UK for folks in the States and elsewhere who, who don't know this. Um, Rick Mail and Ed Edmondson. Um, it's kind of like a, a Sam Beckett uh, <laughs> play played out in, in surrealism. Um, but there's not that lot between that and what Tom Green is doing. It's just he's pushing the boundary just that little bit further forward. Where I object, if you know, if I have a moral conscience, it sits down and goes, Robert, this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> It's maybe the sexual elements of some of it, uh, particularly the kind of almost bestiality, like when he sees the horse. The mm-hmm. horse is, is perhaps the one point in this where I kind of go, what the fuck? Look at me, well, daddy. I'm a farmer. Yeah, you see, I, uh, and that I think is part of my issue with it was that happened. And I, why did that happen apart from the fact that there was a horse there being masturbated? Um, I'm like I'm I'm really struggling because I really love Bottom. I mean, I could watch uh, Bottom over and over and over again, and I, I totally see what you're saying about it being a similar type of comedy. But I think there's more linking all of the individual absurdity together in Bottom, whereas Tom Green's just like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if I wanked a horse at this point? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the problem. It it just is missing something to make the scenes fit. <clears throat> yeah. See, rewatching it, um, I kind of thought. Like, it didn't, it didn't flow the way I remembered the first time I watched it. I think it was because the first time I watched it, I was in such fits of <laughs> laughter. You missed the, the missed, jars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I watched it again, and I was like, I don't remember this scene happening straight after this bit. Um, like, I can see where you're coming from. It doesn't really, it doesn't flow, but I still love it. Like, I, I, I still love, like, like it's like, um. Like it, it, Tenacious D, you know the way they did that skit thing. Yeah, it's like if you watch all them back to back, it's kind of it, it, it fits, but it doesn't yeah. quite fit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it it moves very fast and all over the show. Um, I mean, for instance, there's this, there's the scene in the cheese sandwich factory <laughs> where I mean, suddenly he's, he's there's the mundanity and it's something Chaplin esque about working in a factory line, putting the the cheese on the sandwiches. And then the next thing is he's seen this great big sausage and he's standing up <laughs> playing with a sausage and again crying out to his father. That, so Look at me, Daddy. <laughs> um, are, are we really comparing Tom Green to Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> there are elements within these things, I think, that resonate. I mean, the, whether or not someone does it better or is good at it or, you know, it works for you, that doesn't mean the connections aren't still there. I, I, you know, I think that Green is looking... At people like that, um, and he is taking the, whether he means to or not, there is some sort of influence there in some of what he is doing. I mean, the factory See, line in cinema and in terms of comedy has been something that's been used many, many, many times, and that does go this back. This is this is what I needed. I needed this kind of access point to go. Okay, it's cleverer than I thought. I knew it was. It had to be cleverer than I thought because it just seems so, like just beating me over the head with stuff well, the, for the, no I mean, reason. Well, one of the things about that sequence as well is originally. Uh, what he shot was includes his uncle was actually in charge of the factoring. So again, there's a familiar relationship and there's something else going on. I mean, what there is, is there's a clearly a very, very weird situation going on with him and his dad because he's constantly crying out to his daddy and trying to show off. <clears throat> See, I think that's because he was, he's, he's actually been fingered. He, no, 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 he hasn't been fingered. Um, 
Really? Because I kind of find it hard not to watch that. The point where he kind of is sitting there in the psychiatrist's office, looking at his fingers, and I know he's just being a complete shit uh, and kind of going, "Daddy, I'm going to get you back for all your kind of ignoring me." But when you look at all the other sexual and particularly dick references that go on in this, yeah, I kind of think that almost makes sense to me that he was in some way abused and this is then coming out and I, I, it's so wrong to be laughing about this but ultimately that's what this is this is a comedy film that is about a line um that is actually about abuse and we are turning something that is deeply traumatic and deeply terrifying and something that you know you know this show we, we've been talking about these sorts of issues in a very serious way um before and in our live events and stuff but we're actually taking that and flipping it on its head and saying can you actually laugh at this and is that maybe the question we want to ask ourselves is is it okay to make fun of something like sexual abuse. Is is anything off limits in comedy? I mean, isn't the, the answer to that, you just don't punch down? And I don't know how you can avoid punching down if you're talking about child sexual abuse. Um, just there, there's no way to not have um, a, a power structure um, that, 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 that allows you to make that in any way an equitable sort of plane in which to make a joke mm. Mm. thoughts Ben um, Freddy is an adult whenever you know they all go into the counselling <laughs> together yeah right and then he's 28 yeah <laughs> when he's making this complaint about his brother yeah yeah so well I don't know what age Freddy is he's supposed to be 25 isn't 25, he yeah. he's, he's so, not much younger yeah so he's an adult and obviously like i think there's a relationship thing here between the dad i can't remember uh tom green's what the character he's actually playing is his name i can't remember now my head's gone blank gord gord gordy 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 right fucking god god damn it gordy <laughs> um yeah so there's the dad um, the dad has um, it's like showing a lot of love to Gordy, but he's kind of getting fed up, and he wants Gordy to grow up. But Gordy's not um, what would be the the right words to say. Uh, he's mentally challenged, maybe. You know, like he doesn't think like a normal dude. And then you look at Freddy and. F- Freddy's suit on every day, comes around for his breakfast with the family, goes to work, you know, um, and and Gordy's being treated like a child all the time. Like the dad comes in and like he's eating, uh, uh, what's his mum's name? Like they, the, you know, the, the scene that he, he comes in and he's come back. Yeah. And they're they're about to have dinner, and he's like, um, "But oh, I want to have this. I want to have a cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah, I want a chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, chicken sandwich." Um, and he's like, "No, Gordy, you're not having a chicken sandwich." And, uh, and then he tells him to get to his to his room, you know, like a like boy, a kid, yeah, yeah. like a, a kid, you know. So I think there's some weird sort of Freddie's crying out for attention from the father, but the father's giving all the attention to Gordy. Who's also crying out for the attention, but in a very different way. He's yeah. Like, Gordy's looking for approval. Yeah. Freddie is looking for attention. Yeah. But Freddie is somehow well behaved about it, whereas Gordy, like, I mean, what I don't understand is his dad clearly hits the ass off him. But I think there's a, an affection, weirdly as well. 
He gives him a fucking good car. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, um, we, we've had this 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 discussion really sort of briefly in that I actually really sympathise with the dad. I mean, not the extent that he goes to, um, as you rightly pointed out. Yeah, throwing show, him throwing through, your a child through a child through a shower window. Yeah, that, that's not okay. But he's, he's like got this 28-year-old kid living at home, treating the place like shit um, and just generally being an arsehole to both his parents and um, the dad's at the end of his rope. And I totally get that. <laughs> you, you know, I actually, I mean, I, I have a lot of sympathy for Jim in this film. I was kind of rooting for him a lot of the time. <laughs> I, oh, I find him such a weird character, you know. I love the- Rip Torn though. He could sell anything, really. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's uh, he certainly uh, see part of it as, as well that knowledge about Rip Torn's own personal antics. Uh, you know, there's a point remember when you heard about like him being arrested for his drunk and abusive behaviour. You're like, oh, it's just like the film then, really, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you are actually that man. Um, maybe he wasn't all the time. I don't know, but uh, you know that aggressive element is there. And he played a similar character. You know, you know we're going off topic about, uh, uh, we're talking about dodgeball. Yeah. Dodgeball, you know, dodge a wrench, you can dodgeball. It's pretty much the same character, like drunken, abusive, yeah. um, man. And he does it so well. Yeah. Um, his relationship with Gordy's is, is kind of weird. You know, this, like when Gordy is building the half pipe in the drive, you know, he screams, but mm-hmm. he also kind of lets him away with it in the middle of the night to build this thing. And it's only later on when it's, I suppose in deference to what you're saying, Rachel, you know, he, he does eventually lose his teller and, and decides to destroy this thing. But He's the, been remarkably restrained up to that point. <laughs> the, you know, the, 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 uh, the physical uh, gross out stuff here is, is I think what really throws what the, the, the licking um, oh the licking the, uh, <laughs> again I wasn't grossed out by that I was just confused uh, I'm just thinking the sexual you know I'm thinking STIs STIs <laughs> Were you? Yeah, weirdly, That's what yeah. you were thinking. Well, when okay. you lick a shimbun, like yeah, yeah, you don't know what he's got in his Always blood. Always use protection when you lick your oh, friend's broken shinbun as it protrudes from their leg, kids. Yeah. Between that and it's like, you know, when he starts um, biting off the umbilical cord. I, I mean, there's almost a logic to the umbilical cord. It's not. He kind of has to, like, separate it. So, you know, that makes more sense than getting inside the skin of a deer that he, you know, dices open on the side of the road. Yeah. And then gets hit by a truck. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's uh, there, there, but there is something bizarre about this, and it's that bizarre and that that disconnect. I think is where I think actually that's where that Godard reference comes from. It's that disconnect. It feels like there's something missing in between these things. So Ben, you won't have seen any Jean Luc Godard films. No. May you live to be a hundred and never see one. Right? Are they b- that bad? They will test your patience. I've I've been to cinema screenings and people have walked out of them. Is that because they are not connected in any way or really disjointed? So or what, what got our feel? what got our kind of got praised for doing in the 1960s? So he's a French filmmaker, and what he started doing was disconnecting the visual from the audio. So whenever you watch a film, generally mm-hmm. speaking, what you're seeing on the screen and the, and the sound actually kind of come together. Yep. So it makes a lot of sense, right? But what he would start doing is play a scene of dialogue, and you got two characters talking, and he'll take the camera and he'll move the camera off somewhere else completely. So you're hearing these voices, but you're not actually looking at what's going on. You're looking at something completely different. Or he'll start breaking up the soundtrack. So we could be having this conversation between ourselves. ADHD or something? <laughs> I think what he's, try- what he's trying to do at that point is do something different with film. 
he's trying to break the conventions that everyone had got into and he's referencing back to a time before we had sound in cinema so there's a point where we you know we didn't need to be you know literally spoon-fed like a like a theater play with pictures he's trying to do something that that you can only do with film with that combination of sound and imagery mm-hmm. but at the same time you know a lot of stuff's quite political a lot of his stuff is quite aggressive but it that disconnect for most of us when we go to see a film is odd so which is why when you watch a film and, and you know like um some of the dc films that have been released you can see where they've had to recut it because something doesn't quite make sense it's missing chunks. The Batman ones and I think Suicide They're, Squad felt mm, really off. Yeah, 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 I did watch that Suicide Squad thing. It was a bit naff. But you, you, you can feel that it, it just doesn't quite flow. There's something no, a little yeah. bit wrong. And I think this is what this is doing is you can see that, it, you know, it, it wouldn't take much. But that disconnect, I think, is where the reference to the Goddard comes in in this. Um, okay. Which is probably someone's idea of praise. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, there are many, many people for whom the highest praise and the highest accolade they could possibly award is to compare your filmmaking to Goddard. Mm. Um, I think you're giving this way too much credit. Um, I, to me, the disconnect is not there to sort of triumphantly proclaim, look at this disconnect that I am putting in here to be surrealist. It's there because he wanted to do these separate little skits and um, needed to link them together somehow or other. So they've just kind of been chucked in together and oh look I better be really hilarious if I delivered a baby now and ripped this umbilical cord with my teeth let's do that how can I get there oh okay I'll bring a shin I mean we we know that he's missing some of the film because it was cut out but I mean I wonder how much I, w- of it. I would like to see what um what was actually cut yeah do you know what I would actually re-watch the film to see what was cut if the director's cut came out I would because I really want to know why you guys like this and I, if, if the things that I hated about it were less hatey then maybe I could like it what did you hate about it? everything, <laughs> everything. just so much well th- th- let's talk about um, two other things I want to talk about before we kind of wrap this one up um, and that's the little kid and Betty See, I actually quite like the little kid. I like that 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 whole. I mean, that was the thing that was the most amusing to me, and that doesn't make me sound like a good person at all. But the that that at least seemed there is a thematic consistency there, and um, it was referential, and it was referential throughout the film, and you know, it it at least tied stuff together. And yeah, I mean, it's objectively quite funny, I suppose, seeing a kid get beaten bloody. Oh dear, that doesn't make me. Children sound in this film walking into an airplane turbine. Yeah. At the end, he survives that, doesn't he? Yeah, the end I'm okay, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the, ba- the whole everyone gets shard in blood. Uh, apparently, he dies in in Tom Green's original cut. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm again, I'm fine with that. Weirdly, because that's logically consistent and coherent, and it feels like the only thing that is logically consistent, coherent in this entire film. But ch- children in this film do not come off well at any point. I mean, that little kid is, just, because he's a little kid, you know, he gets all the abuse and we kind of sit and we laugh. We also go, and his dad in that fucking restaurant. The kid's dad's kind of sitting there deliberately kicking off, you know, prompting uh, Jim to kind of kick off because he knows how he's going to react mm-hmm. when he sees his son. And, you know, he got to take some responsibility for the fact that his own little kid is going to get caught in the crossfire again yeah. because yeah. that's what happens every fucking time this <laughs> kicks off. Yeah. Um. But then also Freddie and uh, Gordy are also kids and they don't necessarily come across that well. I mean, they do feel like they're, I mean, certainly Gordy's being abused by his dad left, right and centre for his flights of fantasy, Mm -hmm. you know, for just wanting to indulge in a scuba diving operation to find some treasure. Yeah. (laughs) 
I got some treasure down. In the <laughs> bathroom. The was it a bar of soap? It's a soap and It's a soap and a rope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, while I don't yeah, condone it, chucking him through the shower like that. But he's, I just, he's I, well protected. And he, he says it quite honestly there himself. I'm pretending that it's something else. So he yeah, is well he's aware of it. But why can't you why can't you pretend this is film? I mean, the whole thing about fiction film is it is all pretend and we will sing the praises of an actor who does well in a role because they pretended to be someone else. Yeah. He is living his entire life. And it's a very, very kind of I mean, in some respects that's a satire on Hollywood. Um, whenever you're actually literally looking at the falsity of that whole operation and kind of going I'm just pretending it's okay. I'm having fun with it. So are we comparing Tom Green to Lars von Trier now? Eh, why not? <laughs> We've compared him to Connor and the uh, Yeah, and the Dadaist as well. <laughs> um, He's come off pretty well. Oh, and Binwell. He had well, a Binwell reference too. He's come off pretty well in this, I think. That's another surrealist. I might introduce you to Binwell at some point. Never, then. ever watch on Shan Andalou. Just don't do it. Don't is, is trust it me. Is it worse than The Brim? No, actually, yes. it's yeah. No, it, it, it you, you might the like more good, to it. Right? Okay. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll if get... if we watch it together, I'll tell you the bit to look away. <laughs> I was kind enough to do that when I screen this for people. Um, the other one I want to quickly get into is Betty. Yeah. So aside from the slightly offensive uh, humor around Betty, uh, being a, a wheelchair user, um, there is also a brilliance about her character. I mean, this is a woman who's into BDSM. Yeah, I like Betty as a character. I she's do. great. Yeah. This sort of sends a message that, you know, you can't do anything that yeah. you want to do if you you put the work in and, uh-huh. and have the perseverance to achieve your dream. Yeah, she, I think she's a very positive character. She's yeah. completely in control of herself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's a sex positive BDSM enthusiast who is a rocket science scientist and a doctor. I mean, in terms of, of, positive female role models i don't think you can really you know what what else would you like to add to that cv i think she's fabulous so yeah. rachel have you just praised an element of this film shut up <laughs> an element of this film created by tom green yeah you, you can't prove anything it's not like we're recording this or anything i, I think we've done better with uh if i got fingered than you did with the room yeah yeah i know but that's because you guys are both wrong about the room or, you know, we're right about Freddie Got Fingered. I, I reject that utterly. You know, all, all, all the room did was... Uh, Rock! No. <laughs> projected a certain um, thing on, like, a, a view of females. Yeah, I know. It's so awful and it's so deeply, deeply you know, um, simplistic and offensive. Good and good for nothing. Yeah, but it's just sluts. train wreck. It's a glorious train wreck. What a, what a contrast. I mean, you know, so we're referencing back to, for those of you who've just joined our show in the last few weeks, um, we'll go back to our earliest episodes. We, we did talk about the room a couple of episodes, but like the difference between those portrayal of women for two <laughs> films that have both been regarded as possibly the worst film of all time. Um, it's like day and night. Yeah, but there's no possible way that you as a rational viewer can buy into the room's assessment of women. I mean, you're watching it and you're going, everything about this is wrong. Uh, you just you just sit back and enjoy the glorious dreadfulness of it. I didn't enjoy it. Not, I know, I bit. don't get that. But anyway. I love I love Freddie Got Fingered though. Yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah, that, I mean, that. so that, that one line, that's the point where I think I'm absolutely horrified with this film whenever he's just sitting in there in that office. And he makes the accusation and the cool consequence of that with the father and um, his father's then almost acting it out on, on per, uh, you know, on, 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 the, the, on Gording. Yeah. 
Um, that's the point I think where you kind of go, oh my gosh. Maybe he actually did finger Freddy. But Freddy, I, I think, see, that I think is what is sort of underlying the whole film. It's just that little element when you look at the way that the dad is, that you kind of go, actually, maybe he did. Really? Do you not, when, when you think about it, do you not think that's even within the realms of possibility? I mean, theoretically, it's always within the realms of possibility. One never knows what goes on behind closed doors, but well, there, I don't there, get there, any of that from from, there you from go, reading like, them. That just sparked an idea in my head. Like you look at um, what's his Jim, mm. right? The dad, and and then you know whenever um, Jim wrecks, totally destroys his skate ramp, which he's been working on with his best mate for years, and then drives off. Um, and then he, then uh, Gordy speaks to his mom and's like, "Why do you put up with that? You mm. know, you should be sleeping with tall." <laughs> <laughs> rich dark man and you know and all that like why do you why do you put up with this so you know maybe jim is actually abusing everybody in that household i, I think he probably is and yeah. I, I think i think that's the dark underbelly of this and and this is one of the things about comedy right that, that we often overlook is that we use it as a way to kind of deal with pain and aggression and everything else and i'm not saying that tom green is having to deal with any kind of personal issues because we've got to separate characters from the people who are actually writing the stuff as well mm-hmm. but narratively I think this is a much darker, darker film and that the comedy is masking something horrible underneath. Yeah. I think you'd be right. Okay. I'll I'll go with that. You guys are reading stuff into this film that I don't see at all. But you, you, you watch this again, Rachel, and I you will, will see. I will never watch it again. No. You can't make me. It's not. Gonna... Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, uh, boys and girls, if you do fancy uh, uh, us watching got fingered uh drop us a line uh get in touch and we'll see if we can make it happen uh and tom green if you haven't been listening come over join us make rachel watch it with us and you know uh, what we should do we should live so cool. stream a watch of it um if we if, if we brought tom green over to belfast are you saying that you wouldn't sit and watch that film with him i'd probably be really nice and polite to him about it so as you'd well watch it. i really enjoyed this bit mr green i, I, I was yeah. very clever that bit there because i'm just just totally hypocritical in person like that i don't know yeah no Tom, I, I'm, if I'm you not, are listening, yeah. please come over because it'd be so cool to meet you. Yeah, you'll you'll find us. Uh, you'll find us on our website www.cinepunked.com. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this show, uh, why not leave us a review on uh, iTunes, or you can download this podcast and all our other episodes from your favorite podcast provider. Um, we also got live events and stuff. You'll find out more about those on our website. You'll find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter and on Instagram. We're Cinepunked Film. Um, I've been Robert J Simpson as per usual. I've been joined by Dr. Rachel Kelly. Say goodbye, Rachel. Good. Bye, Rachel. And uh, Ben, say farewell. Farewell. Until the next time, folks, thanks for listening. I'm a puppet. Would you like another sausage, Ben? I would love another sausage. Here you go. Mm. Rachel, sausage. another sausage? Fine. Good job, uh, Dad isn't here to offer another sausage today. <laughs> I'm going to choke on my sausage. (laughs) Robert just did. (laughs)